Hello and welcome to the Leading the Line podcast. Uh, Chris here again. Hope you're all doing smashing. Um, today I've taken a break from asking SWPL footballers how hot they like their Nandos and what their favourite Turnix product is to bring you a special podcast looking at kits in women's football. Now, I like a football kit, but I'm no expert, so to help me, I've roped in some insight from Paul Deakin, who runs Miss Kits, a site that offers bespoke football kits designed for both male and female footballers. Paul, thank you very much for coming on. No problem. No, it's good to be here. Um, how's your life in lockdown been so far? Um, it's It's been okay. It's been okay. Um, it, not too bad. Everyone's been healthier, and that's the main thing. So, so yeah, I'm trying to keep fit and... And just stay healthy. So, yeah, not too bad. Thank you. What about yourself? Yeah, all right. Just keeping busy, knocking out the podcast, doing what I can to keep keep the sanity going. So um, I thought this would be a really good topic. We were saying uh, just before we started recording there, it was something I've been swirling around in my head for a wee while. Uh, and then I saw your site. I thought it would be really good to get you on. Um, do you want to, before we get into kind of the questions specifically, do you want to just tell us a little bit about Miskits and what exactly the site is and what, what its purpose is? Yeah, so it's exactly what, uh, what you said there in the introduction. It's uh, it's uh, we're a kit manufacturer specialising in in bespoke kits and unique designs. Um, we started out uh, really specialising in in women's and girls kits, um, but uh, we've actually started now to um, to make kits for for everyone, for boys, for men, um, all sizes. Um, so yeah, um, one of the reasons why we did that was actually we, we recently did some research and found that still approximately 80% of female players are wearing male kits. And one of, one of the barriers uh, that, that we found was that actually it's this kind of one club, one kit uh, idea. So, so that's why we started to... Um, uh, produce uh, male kits as well, so that a club can can buy the one one design or, or, or order one design, but they can still have fits for females and fits for males in the same club, um, because we found that that was what what was holding back um, many of many of the of the kits were were just um, designed for males basically. You mentioned that obviously the site started out as primarily for, for girls, and, girls and female footballers. What was yeah. it that you know, sparked that initial decision to kind of move into that direction? Yeah, so uh, my daughter Rosie started playing football when she was uh, eight years old. Um, she'd been started training with a team and probably about the fifth or sixth session uh, on a Friday night, cold Friday night, she came downstairs and... Um, she didn't want to go she didn't want to go to the training session and she was a little bit tearful and i said what's the matter and this, this was about 20 minutes to go to, to training and she basically said i hate these socks they're itchy they're horrible i don't want to wear these socks so i, I, I was kind of thinking what we're going to do what we're going to do um so I, I sent my daughter upstairs and said look just put your favorite long socks on so she came downstairs with these kind of ski socks, polka dot ski sock um, um, type um, socks and put them on. We went to training. She was happy. She was smiling. Everyone at training was commenting on the socks. Oh, great socks. Where did you get those socks from, Rosie? They're lovely socks. We've got loads of people, players, parents, etc., etc. And that's really what started me um, 
and looking at the kits that the girls were wearing. And, and I was looking around at the kits that the girls were wearing and they were all wearing men's kits, big, baggy, um, two sizes too big, lots of them kind of kits that I, I would have been wearing in the, in the 1980s and 90s playing football. And that's when I really started looking at it and researching it. Um, my background is that um, I was a PE teacher before and sport uh, and sports scientist. So then I started to look at the materials and, and, and the different designs. Um, so, yeah, so that's where it all started, really. And, and, and my conclusion was that, that the kits just weren't good enough for, for girls and women. Why, why do you think it's so important then for them? Because you, you mentioned, and I'm glad you mentioned the story about, about your daughter, because that was on the website and that I was going to prod at that until you said it, so I'm glad you got it there early. Why, why do you oh, think yeah. it's so important to have those kind of bespoke kind of kits for female footballers? I just think that there's a, there's a few, few things really. I think um, obviously the fit and the style and the, and the choice of just things like collar or sleeves or, 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 or you know, different different parts of the, of the design, short sleeve, long sleeve, whatever it is. I think that's important. The other thing that, that, um, that, that we do as well is we, we made sure that materials are high quality. So, for example, our socks that we use, um, are different, it's different material to, to typical football socks, so it's much softer, more like a rugby sock type feel. Um, and then, obviously, there's the style element and, and the uniqueness of the kit. Um, and I think that that is that's a huge um, factor that you can actually design a unique kit for your club. Um, you can what we've done with quite a few teams is get the players involved, so so the players are part of the design process, and then you get that you get that kind of sense of belonging and that ownership behind the kit and and the uniqueness of it for your club. Um, and and I think that's something that's really powerful uh, then, then for your club. One of the things I, I just, you know, my daughter and my son actually play in local leagues and you turn up and, and people are wearing the same kits, teams are wearing the same kits, the same style. And so that's one of the things that, that you know, we'll never do. Every kit is totally unique that we, that, that we make. In terms of, so we've kind of talked about the materials, in terms of the fit, what, what's kind of the main differences when you're designing that? Because you mentioned obviously you've got a background in this. So when you're designing a, a female kit, what's the main differences in terms of, if, to the naked eye, to somebody who's maybe not all fair in kit design, what's the main differences in a, in a female kit compared to the men's one? Yeah, so the, the main difference really is, is in the shirt, in the fit of the shirt, that it's just, it's just more fitted. Um, and and obviously the shape uh, through through the midsection is different, um, and and obviously the sizing is is slightly different as well for for females to males. Um, I've already mentioned the socks that that we went with a different type of sock, and, and we also um, we we researched and, and spent quite a lot of time looking at the material that we use. So the material that we use for the shirts and shorts. Um, it, it has a real nice soft feel to it. Uh, it's antibacterial. It's odourless. You know, so we, we, we're really um, keen to to make sure that we had a nice feel to the material. You know, so I think some of the kits out there, they, they just don't feel nice to wear. They don't feel comfortable. Um, and so that, that, that was a real part of the process at the start. Who was, a, who was the first team to kind of 
come to you or did you go to a team in the first instance and then, and how did that kind of relationship start? Yeah, so it started, started um, quite close to home with my daughter's team and, and a school team actually and, and that was really interesting. So um, with the local school team um, that, that we, we kind of did a little project with, uh, we involved the whole um, class in the design so, so the girls in the class who were, who were going to be playing in the kit uh, helped design the kit. Um, and we found then that um, attendance at training increased by 45% the following season. So um, after being involved in the design and, and then actually wearing the kit, um, there was a big increase in the, num- in the number of girls basically taking part. So that, that, was, that was really interesting and something that we're looking to develop um further obviously it's it's kind of a little bit different for football clubs but but i think that there's an element of that of that kind of buying that that can be certainly for retaining players could be a key key factor for clubs and teams i mean that percentage is really like really interesting to see 45 percent and that that's kind of the uptake on it um thinking kind of a bit more generally because i'm conscious that some people will be listening maybe have an idea of kits in general we saw the women's world cup um for the first time that we had kind of different designs of kits for the, the women's teams as opposed to the men's national sides. Um, how important do you think that was as a move going forward uh, for the development of kits for women's footballers? Yeah, I mean, that, that time period was, was, was pretty much the time when, when we started uh, Miss Kits. And so it was really interesting that uh, we, we were just slightly after that World Cup, a uh, 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 short while after that World Cup, and I really thought that that, uh, that and I thought that was absolutely brilliant. So, for example, you know the England women's team kit I, I thought thought was great. I thought it looked great, that classic design, but also the cut and the sports science behind it. I thought fantastic, and I thought this was really going to be the you know the stepping stone into into kind of all kits and clubs following suit. But I, I, I don't think it's really happened. I was expecting that to really follow on then into the into the kind of league season um, but I, I haven't really seen it uh, take off at all and it almost seems like we've just kind of stood still um, last season um, and, and it hasn't had the impact that I thought it was but certainly that you know that was a great start um, but I would just like to see many more kits and, and, and manufacturers kind of following suit. You've mentioned the sports science behind it a couple of times for a layman like myself. What 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 kind of things does sports science play into the kit manufacture process in terms of your thought processes with it? Yeah, so obviously the fit side of it is important, and, and, and the movement side of it. Um, but we we were really keen with the fabrics as well. So our kits have um, this uh, motion technology, basically. So it's kind of like a, a, a stretchiness to the to the kit that so it moves with 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 your your physique as you're moving around the pitch um and obviously the the, the other technology is the dry fit technology which which basically thermoregulates um so it keeps so you know it keeps your body at, at the at the optimum temperature that, that that you need to be when you're playing um so that i think that those kind of developments and and we're only talking about these small percentages but it's it's massively important when you know when you come to play at at any level i mean i i think back to 
many years ago. Um, I don't know if you remember the old Wolves uh, Wolves kit with a with a big V neck. Yeah. Um, some, some years back, and I had to wear um, basically that same kit uh, one season when I was playing, and I, I absolutely hated wearing it. I just could not. I could. I, I never felt comfortable. I, I used to kind of want to wear a t-shirt underneath it then I'd be too hot and then if I didn't wear it I could I felt too cold and kind of you know those kind of thought processes and you know as I said being a PE teacher in the past I've taught many many girls uh, and boys who weren't happy wearing PE kits for example you know know, many students would wear anything to play football Hmm. but also there were quite a lot who needed to wear certain you know, a certain style or a certain size, or I had one girl who would only only wear a certain material for socks. You know, she wouldn't she wouldn't wear the socks that that we provided for the team. Where she had to wear certain certain you know a fabric for for the socks. Um, so I think you know I think it's maybe not um, it's it's not you know something for everyone, but for a lot of people, I think it's really important. It's, I mean, this is. Interesting because in my head I always just think I buy a shirt, it's a replica. If it's a bit tight, then I need to go out for a run if it were a few times. But to hear that all that kind of science behind it and then the impact it can have, I mean, it sounds like as well that players, if a player doesn't take to a kit, it could actually potentially impact on their overall performance. Is that is that a bit of a reach or is that do you think that's a fair thing to say? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So so not. I mean, not only the, the the physical aspect. If you, I mean, if you don't feel comfortable when you're walking out to training or on the pitch, it, it it's absolutely you know um, huge uh, physiologically, but but also psychologically. Yeah. And and actually, uh, if we go back to that first kit, the first ever kit that we made um, for my daughter's team, um, they uh, my daughter's team played a team and lost ten one. Uh, on, on one on one Saturday, um, and they, this was before they had a kit, and they played in bibs, um, and they played another team who were all in it, who were in a kit, and they lost ten one. Um, three weeks later, they had their new kit, same team, played the same team again, and 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 drew uh, one all. Um, and the only thing, I mean, obviously they had three weeks more check, more training, and a bit more time together. But you could actually see the psychological impact of um, my daughter's team arriving in this in this really stunning new kit, um, which which you know absolutely knocks spots off the of the other team's kit. And you could see almost the fear in in the opposition um, girls' eyes when they were lined up to play. I, you know, some people might think that you know, now there's no way a kit can make that much difference, but but you could see it. You could see how um, our team were energised by wearing the new kit and the opposition uh, team were just kind of shrinking because the kit that we were wearing was so much better than their kit. Um, as you were saying that there, I was, I was brought to mind of the Mighty Ducks and how they started there with no kit and then they got this brand yeah. new kit and then they became world beaters. And as, that was, yeah. as you were saying that, I just couldn't, maybe because I watched the trilogy at the weekend, but um, that's the only <laughs> one into my, into my head. Um, obviously, we're recording this just now, and well, let's use the word unique. There's so many words for it just now. Uh, unique times. And it definitely feels like there's been a bit of a, a growing moment, momentum in terms of shirt collecting. Um, what do you think has been behind that at the moment? 
Um, yeah, I, I think I think a big part of it is that people have just got so much time on their hands, and and you know, me myself, I'm on social media a lot more than what I would usually be. Um, so I think people are kind of getting back into hobbies and and taking an interest in things that you know when you're not playing football and you can't go watch football, you know, people are getting. So I think that's a big part of it. But also, I think um, we are seeing some. Uh, braver, bolder designs and, and some more fashionable, um, certainly shirts out there as well. So, you know, you've got your old classics and, and people are into the kind of vintage uh, uh, shirts and, and the old shirt. But, but I'm also seeing um, some, some newer kind of more um, fashionable designs. And, and, and that's where I think the future is. I mean, one thing that we did when we started Miskits is we actually... When we started, we employed um, someone from the fashion industry with not really a background in football because we, we felt it was really important that our designs were um, um, fashionable, and just basically well-designed, you know, well thought out from a, from a, with a fashion background uh, rather than just throwing something together that, and copying previous designs, which I think football's got this kind of history of, you know, it's either stripes or it's hoops or, uh, and, and, and I think teams churn out the same designs year in, year out. So we really didn't want to do that. Um, I, I finally managed to get my hands on the France away kit from the Women's World Cup in the last month or so, okay, yeah. which is yeah. one of my favourites. What, what are some of your favourites kind of women-specific football kits that you've kind of seen in the last kind of 12, 18 months? Yeah, well, actually, the France away kit was really interesting because uh, uh, the women's France away kit, because uh, it looks from a distance like it's little little kind of polka dots. Yeah. Um, but but when you get close up, it, it's it's uh, it's a hexagonal shape, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, um, so so that was quite interesting. I thought that was quite interesting, but um, without being rude, I just thought the design of it was a, a, a little bit lazy because they just put they put them everywhere and 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 I, I don't think that it the badge and the emblem looks that great on the shirt i think it could have been better i, I they just thought about maybe uh, a slightly different way of styling it i think it could have been even better um but yeah with but, but that was kind of a, a nice start and i thought right this is we're going in the right direction here this is you know people are thinking uh more along those lines but yeah with me i, I mean i I loved the, the, the Lionesses England kit, that classic white kit. I thought it was really well styled uh, and, and I thought that was really nice. Um, but, but then I also like, um, I like the Orlando Pride kit, the, the nice purple, great colours. Um, um, another, another one that I saw this season, which I thought was um, quite a nice idea, was what Bristol City have done so the the ladies team the women's team have just slightly tweaked the kit um so it's 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 effectively the same design as the men's team with just a couple of slight tweaks and i thought that was i thought that was quite a nice idea um so so hats off to them for doing that i thought that was a good step in the right direction that kind of leads into my next question then in terms of clubs having bespoke kits for the men's and women's sides not just in terms of obviously the design, but the cup we've already talked about as well, and the, the sports science behind kits. 
is that something that you think clubs should be moving towards? Is having these dis- almost maybe not distinct because, you, as you've mentioned, the Bristol City one is a slight change, but it gives it a point of differentiation. Is it something you would like to see more clubs do? Yeah, certainly. I think I think um, I can totally understand why um, a club wants to keep the same design throughout the club. Uh, uh, it makes a lot of sense in, in, in a lot of ways. So I do understand that, but at the same time. Um, I do think that the, the the male and female kits need to be styled differently. Um, so the one thing that, uh, and I know lots and lots of clubs do this probably for, uh, because it's easy and because it's cheaper, um, they have the one design of kit for the whole club, um, but it's it's a men's style because there are more men's team teams than, than, than girls or, or, or women's teams in the club. Um, and that's where I think um, certainly the professional teams, the elite teams, should, you know, there's, I don't think there's any excuse for that. That, that, um, that for example, the Manchester City uh, women's team should be wearing a, a different style, a different fit to the to the to the men's teams, which I think is happening in most uh, most professional clubs now. But but I think as as you as you drop down the divisions and the leagues, I don't think it's happening anywhere near as much as it as it should be. Um, the interesting one is whether um, it should be two totally different designs. Um, and and so I, I you know I, I would like to see some teams do that and be brave and and go with totally different designs. But but uh, at the same time, I can understand why uh, a lot of people would would be against that as well. Yeah, I mean, as we were talking about, obviously, WSL sides in this instance, but um, up, up in Scotland, where I am, you've also got Rangers and Celtic as well, and you've got these clubs that have got iconic brand identities already. Yeah. But it also would be quite interesting to see them play with that iconography and actually seeing if putting a, a female player in a different kit with all the same values behind it that the club has, whether that would have the, the same input. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a very, very interesting point. It'd be interesting to see how that, how that develops. I suppose yeah, that's Kind of my last question is, what, what do you see the future of women's kits being in terms of, maybe not even just kits, shorts, socks, you've mentioned you know, the whole shebang, what do you see the future being in the next few years? Yeah, well, ho- hopefully, what the future I see is, is that the teams will, will become, uh, will go much more bespoke um, and, and not the kind of off-the-shelf, uh, same style, same kind of stripes or hoops or stars that, that we've seen for years and people will just be more um unique with their kits i mean one of the things that that, that um we really try and, and do with as many kits as possible is use the club badge within the design of the kit um so so somehow you know you, you would incorporate it whether whether it's faded into the background or some some small little emblems throughout the kit or a little bit on the collar. And we just think that's really important to, to sell the club's history and ethos. And, 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 and it really surprises me that, that not that many uh, clubs really do that and make use of that. Um, and, and I think it's really, really, really important. Um, but the other part of it is, is just making sure that we get more female players wearing kits that are, that, that are well-fitted and well-styled for them. Um, so they actually feel comfortable and confident when they step out onto the onto the pitch. That that's just got to be um, something that all teams are trying to do. 
Well, I think it's been a brilliant conversation, Paul. Um, thank you very much for coming and doing it. I'm conscious you've given your time for free, so if I'll let you plug away Miss Kits if you want to just share anything in terms of anything wants to get in touch with you, anything like that. Yeah, brilliant. So, so the website is just www.misskits.co.uk and that's M-I-S-K-I-T-S. Uh, so only one, um, one S in, in Miss. Um, please get in touch. I mean, one thing that we... That we um, we we would really like teams to get in touch with us about is um, we we have an ambassador um, uh, team program um, which offers discounted kits for teams. Um, so if any teams um, listening, uh, in particular north of the border, because we're Midlands based, so so north of the border that would be great. Any teams interested in in becoming ambassador clubs, uh, please get in touch with us. Uh, email is support at misskits.co.uk. Perfect. And I'll make sure to put a link to the website in the podcast description. But for now, Paul, thank you very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Brilliant. Thank you. And thank you very much for listening. Subscribe in all the usual places. I say them all the time, so I won't repeat them. Uh, make sure you give us some nice reviews. It helps us get the podcast a little bit bigger. But until next time, thank you very much. And we'll see you again soon. See you. Bye.